0: Did you know that there are literally hundreds, thousands of toxic chemicals that you are being exposed to on a daily basis? I really hate being the bearer of bad news. But from everything from air fresheners to cosmetics to bath and body products to cleaning products, there are so many chemicals we are exposing ourselves to often without even knowing it. Our cleaning products are some of the worst offenders, from phylates to triclosan to parabens and sulfates to ammonia and words of chemicals that I literally cannot pronounce. These chemicals, when we are exposed to them, cause everything from hormone disruption, respiratory issues. They're irritating to the skin. And at worst, they are cancer causing. So many of these ingredients are unregulated and are causing countless harm to people. My guest today saw this serious issue and wanted to do something about it herself. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, a CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an all-around amazing person who's trying to make a positive impact not only through their personal life, but also with their professional career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact right where you are. My guest this week is Michelle Smith, the founder and CEO of Mama Suds, an all-natural, safe, non-toxic, environmentally conscious household cleaning products brand. I discovered Mama Suds this year and have personally fallen in love with their products. I actually talk a lot about this in my interview with Michelle, and I knew I had to have Michelle come on the show so I could hear her story of how she started this phenomenal company. Hey, P.S., you can use the code SBM15 for 15% off your purchase from Mama Suds. But before we dive in, I want to make sure I mention our podcast sponsor, and that is Cultivate What Matters. With an ever-growing list of to-dos, it is so easy to feel overwhelmed and dispassionate by the tasks on your plate, and disappointed that you're not spending enough time doing the things you love and caring for the people you love. The ladies at Cultivate What Matters want you to press the reset button. They believe your time can be spent intentionally, and that your to-do lists can be simplified by uncovering meaningful goals and taking action on them little by little. In doing this, we learn to celebrate progress, not perfection. Cultivate What Matters was created to give you the community resources and encouragement to realize that you can make great things, big or small, happen. You can find out more at stillbeingmolly.com slash cultivate, or again, you can go back to episode 37 of the podcast to hear my interview with my sweet friend, Laura Casey, who is the founder of Cultivate What Matters. So without further ado, on to my conversation with Michelle Smith.
1: Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Molly. Happy to be here.
0: I am so excited to speak with you. And I love connecting. I mean, obviously, I love connecting with people and business owners all the time anyway, because, I mean, that's why I have a podcast. But I especially love connecting with and hearing the stories behind... Companies that I personally use. So I have been a Mama Suds fan for a while, but I didn't start using your products until I guess maybe late summer, so like Augustish. Um, and I am a Mama Suds obsessed person now. So so I use all the things. I use your dryer balls, your oh, your awesome. laundry detergent, the um, the castile soap, the body wash, like uh, what else? yeah, I'm hooked. The dishwasher powder, dishwashing powder. All the things. So, um, you know, especially when it's a company that, like, I love and I use their stuff. It's just it makes it a little bit more fun and personal for me. So,
1: Well, I've had a mutual girl crush on you for a long time, so... (laughs) I always go to your website to, you know, like when I'm looking for things to buy, I always go there first to see, you know, where's the good place to start or what I can look at. So oh, that makes, that makes I, me I appreciate so happy. what you do.
0: Oh, thank you. That makes me so happy. Um, well, we are going to dive right in because I want to hear your story. I know a little bit about it, you know, obviously from what I've read on the internet, but I want to hear it from you. So I'm going to have you give us the Michelle 101 and just tell us how you got to where you are today and how you started Mama
1: Seds. All right. Um, well, my name is Michelle Smith. I live in Michigan. I am married to my high school sweetheart. We have been married 14 years, but we've been together 22, oh I think. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and we have three daughters. Ava is going to be 12 and my daughter Molly is eight and my daughter Zoe is six. So we have a house full of girls. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, So I am a teacher. I taught for 10 years. I taught middle school math and language arts, and it was extremely fulfilling in the beginning. I loved every second of it. Um, Once I started having kids and um, education politics started drastically changing Mm -hmm. since I began my career, um, it was becoming less and less fulfilling. um, As I, you know, started having babies, it was just like kind of pulling me towards, I I knew I needed to do something else with my life, but it was like, I didn't know what, um, but I kind of trusted the universe that, um, something would take me there. Um, and I had my first daughter in 2006 and we did everything very mainstream, you know, like you don't know what you're doing. So you just do what everybody else tells you what to do. Um, but I did start getting into essential oils. So I started like researching essential oils and, that kind of leads you into making a lot of things yourself. Yeah. And I've always kind of been the kind of person like I I liked making my own baby food. I like, you know, I just liked making things. I wasn't very artistic, but I liked making things like that gave me joy. And when I was pregnant with my second daughter, we bought all new nursery furniture And I had a small sample bottle of, you know, name brand baby soap lying on the, on its side and on its, on the dresser. And I saw that it had leaked and I was like, oh my gosh. So I wiped it up and finish came off with it. And that just kind of sparked the question in my head, like, oh, what is this? Like, what is this made out of? What is this, you know? And that little question kind of changed my whole, my whole life. So while I was pregnant with, um, Molly. Um, I researched the soap and I found that what I was using, we using on my family wasn't actually soap at all. Um, and so that kind of irritated me because I felt like I was being duped. So I found, um, a actual soap and I started using it and I used it, you know, just to wash my kids with Then I realized the toilet's right in front of me while I'm giving him a bath. So I'd wash the toilet with it. And then I realized I could wash the floor and I could wash the walls and I could wash all the things. And I thought, wow, since I'm buying this in like the gallon jugs, I wonder if there's a way I could make it. And um, my husband was like at first very um, apprehensive about it because I was pregnant and working with lye is kind of scary. So I researched it for months and months and months. And, um, he made the first batch with me kind of directing, he wouldn't let me near anything until everything was like safe for me to go over there. Uh, I started, so we got the soap. It was like awesome. We loved it. And we just kept making it. Yeah. So that was kind of like the very first thing that led us to making soap. And then once Molly got here, um, we had decided to cloth diaper. And so that's a lot of research that goes into that. And, I researched what kind I wanted. I, you know, researched all things cloth diaper. And I realized that I needed a special laundry detergent, which caused me to look into laundry detergent. Um, so I found a laundry detergent that I really liked. But when I started using it, it it wasn't getting like the stink out. and yeah. Or it was leaving stains. And I was like, uh, you know, because it's stinky. So then I used something that was a little bit more harsher. And then it gave her that like burn rash. Mm. And that was awful. So yeah. I just kept like using all kinds of different detergents. And I wondered, since I was already making the soap, I thought, I wonder if I can make laundry soap out of this. So that led into more research. And there's a lot of stuff that about detergent that you, you know, you don't know a lot of bad things that are in it that are not good for the environment, which really concerned me. I mean, I was cloth diapering. So why am I going to use this like super harsh stuff if I'm trying to, you know, be sustainable? So I finally, it took me a long time, but I finally found a recipe that I that worked didn't burn molly and um it got out the poop stains and the smell and yeah so my whole my whole family started using it my mom used it my aunts and my grandma and my husband was like you know if everybody really likes this you should sell it and he's a complete uh, computer nerd like he's super smart with all that and I'm like nobody's going to buy soap from a middle school teacher like that's the most absurd idea I've ever heard Um, But he set me up a website and my very first customer was an 82 year old woman named Dorothy from Colorado Springs. And I bawled like a baby because I I couldn't believe somebody bought my laundry soap. And so that kind of just started a a small hobby. Um, You know, we figured out a name, we got labels made and that, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I just kind of like, I did it really slow. Yeah, And it was, it was just kind of a hobby. I felt good about doing it because I was making something that I was really proud of and it was sustainable. So that was just how it started. And then people would say, Hey, you know, do you make any like baby lotion? And I was like, sure. And I, you know, <laughs> figure out something that would work. And that's how my business kind of grew to this like small little following of, you know, people saying, Hey, how about a all purpose cleaner? You know, they, they would just ask for things and I would figure out how to make it. And then I would sell it. So that took me from like 2000, late 2011 to um, middle of 2013. So it was like two years. And it was like, you know, I had a full time job. I had two kids at the time. Um, And then I was pregnant with my third. And I was kind of like getting that pull of like, I hate this rat race that I feel like I'm in. Like my husband and I both worked uh, at least 40 minutes away from work um, in opposite directions. My kids were in one town, we were in other, and it was like this get up, run, you know, race them out to go to school or daycare, go to work, race home, eat dinner, put them to bed, start over the next day. And I didn't, I did not like that. Yeah. And um, so I kept kind of like hinting to my husband, like, I think it would be, it would be more fulfilling if we, you know, thought about me staying home because this isn't fun. This isn't what I imagined our life being like. And so we really put our nose to the grindstone. We paid off debt and we got to the point where we could um, stay home. So I turned in my papers on, I think it was like August 9th. I turned in my papers to take a, a year off. And on August 12th, my husband went to work and he collapsed at work. Mm-hmm. And I met him at the hospital and they found he had a giant mass in his brain. So that was like, oh crap, I just (laughs) quit my job and my husband has a brain tumor. Oh my gosh. Um, So that was super, like, extremely traumatizing. Everything, knock on wood, turned out wonderful. He spent five years um, tumor free. It was not cancerous. So we were very lucky. Um, But it was a huge wake up call like, okay, I need to figure out something to do. You know, I need to make this business profitable so Mm -hmm. that if something did ever happen to him I would be okay yeah so and just our whole health was really like top priority then you know like we really started we were always very good about what we ate and what we used in our house but it was like really turned up a notch after that so um in 2013 I just like went all in and I found somebody to help me with a website and I just started calling a lot of people and networking and emailing and advertising and just teaching myself how to do all the things because I didn't know how to do any of it and that's when it started to be kind of you know like wow I could really make something out of this so then a couple years later I was making 40 some products And it was getting hard and um, I wasn't, I wanted to get into some boutiques, retail stores, but I wasn't getting a lot of really good feedback. They'd always say, oh, it's great product, but we just, we don't really like your bottles or we don't really like your labels. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, who cares? Like. It works great. But I don't understand. You know, like <laughs> I couldn't see it cause I was so close to it. I didn't get it. Yeah. So I took some branding classes and wholesale classes and, um, I got a business coach and she really laid it on the line and said, listen, you need to pick one thing, either do the cleaning products or do the skincare. And she's like, just pick one, but I'm going to tell you skincare is super noisy. There's lots of organic skincare and all natural skincare. Um, so I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go all in on the household cleaning. So I totally rebranded and it has been bananas since last August.
0: That is amazing. I just, well, there's so much about, other than the fact that, I mean, I do make a lot of my own products, but just, I think you're kind of, you talked about your transition into sort of this realm of learning more and researching more. Like I did the same thing and I, I hear this story so often because like, you know, I would never years ago before I had kids would have ever thought that like I would be concerned and be like making oh, my own soap. <laughs> I
1: I always say if the Michelle that was like twenty five yeah. met the Michelle that's like thirty-five to now, yeah. I would be like, Who are you? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Like I'd be like, Are you a hippie? Like, what is yeah. wrong with you, Molly? Uh yeah, because I, I I but except I like to say that I'm crunchy light like I'm crunchy light like I'm there are definitely levels I'm like mostly I'm crispy I'm a little crispy <laughs> I like that I like that crispy. yeah cuz I'm like I'm like I eat you know mostly organic and like really concerned about that stuff and then like you know I'm all into essential oils and I make a lot of my own products and I buy clean products like yours and I check labels on everything but then I also have like a very large obsession with diet coke <laughs> like everybody's like you nope. know that's like all pure everybody chemicals everybody has
1: their their crutch
0: They're like everybody's you, you know that's pure chemicals right i'm like ah, yeah it's, it's called balance guys it's called yes. balance
1: yeah mine is the creamer like i've tried the all the organic creamers and all the things and i just can't i'm like i'm eh. you know if that's my one thing right see you know you got to give yourself some grace it's called balance guys it's called exactly. balance. exactly
0: oh my goodness um so i want to go back a little bit there's so many things that um you and i just have very similar stories in a lot of ways yeah. um But one of the things that you 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 talked about was something that happened with me Um, and or I I didn't have this exact moment but a very similar moment and uh, it was when you were talking about when you spilled some of the baby soap and you Mm -hmm. were wiping it up and it brought up some of the finish on the furniture and you began to research these you know the ingredients now. I remember when we had Lily. So Lily was born in 2015. And, and during my pregnancy with Lily, like I did not drink any caffeine. Like I switched over to caffeine-free Diet Coke. Um, <laughs> I was like very, you know, I would, if I went to get a sandwich, like I would make them microwave, the deli meat, like I wouldn't eat hot dogs. Yeah. Like I was super strict on all of that stuff. But I, I didn't think about necessarily the products I was using as much. And so right. I remember after our baby shower and, you know, then we were in the hospital after she was born. And I remember looking at like the the products that we had in the hospital that they gave us and then some of the products people gave us at our baby shower. And I would just, you know, I would use them because I'm like, oh, it's what the hospital uses. So I'm sure right. fine. it's fine. Got to be good. And then I don't remember. I, I'll be honest. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was looking at some, it was like a, like a chemical grout cleaner that was in mm-hmm. our house. And I just happened to catch something and I looked and there was the first ingredient in it was the same ingredient that was in my daughter's baby wash. Yeah. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like, yeah, this is a hard, like it literally says, keep away from children. Like if it's, you know what I mean? Like but go ahead and wash your kid with it when it's in this bottle. <laughs> right. And I was just, uh, my head was like beginning to explode. And so I went on a tear and just began to research all of the things and I the more I learned about the ingredients that were being put in not just the products for our kids but also our own products like what's in my shampoo what's in my soap and like you can y'all can ask my husband who edits the show like I (laughs) I threw away everything I was just like no we're starting over like I can't I can't, con- like, in good conscience, like, put this on my kid anymore. Right. Because I was just like, what? Like, yep. it, it blew my mind. And so when I started then researching, like, how to make my own stuff or clean brands and things like that, like, I realized it, it, it was simple while also not being simple because the information wasn't out there as much in 2013 as I even feel like we've come so far in the last five years. Oh, yeah. I mean, so far. <laughs>
1: Since I started making soap, there was like maybe two two videos on YouTube yeah. that I watched over and over and over again. And now there's thousands on yeah. how to make, you know, liquid soap. It, so it's just amazing how, you're right, how far it's come in just a few years. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so, yeah, so I started getting into essential oils and I started reading about and learning about essential oil safety. But then I remember, this is a little rant <laughs> That I, that I sometimes will go on and I hope I don't offend anybody, but also at the same time, I'm like, y'all, can we, can we get some common sense here? So I, as I started to really learn about essential oils, because I spent nine, maybe 10 months researching essential oils and like different essential oil brands and like right. how it's not regulated by the by the FDA and like so how do you then know which essential oil company is not diluting their essential oils with synthetics and all that kind of stuff and so when I finally found the company I really liked and I settled on them and I, I started learning more about them and learning about purity of essential oils and all these kinds of things and and then reading about the history of essential oils through through biblical times and
1: yes. how they've been used for thousands I mean, and thousands how long of- they've been
0: used oh a- Astounding, amazing, amazing, and so I just started to nerd out on that stuff, and then I remember I started using them, and I started getting pushback from people, and they're like, "Do you know how dangerous that is to use around your kid?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, wait, what?" And I was like, "This is a, this is a plant, like mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a plant. It comes from a plant that grows in the ground, yet you're going to use." At like and these were the same people who were using the uh, the aforementioned oh, yeah. products that have <laughs> yeah. like harsh cleaning ingredients yeah. in them. I was like, "Wait, what? You're so you're okay with putting this on your kid just because the hospital uses it?" Which like my mom was a nurse. But yeah. my mom also like she was the person who also made a lot of her own stuff. And this was back in the 90s. And so like just because the the hospital uses it doesn't necessarily mean it's safe and yep. and doesn't like so so you're okay with using this product over here just because it has a label that can be sold at the store you know what else can be sold at the store cigarettes like <laughs> you know what else is sold at the store like a lot of things are very harmful so but exactly. so you're okay with using that but you're going to like chastise me for using something that comes from a plant that grows in the ground.
1: Okay. i 100% with you.
0: Right. And so I was like, my mind was blown. And so obviously, yes, like I am a big preacher of essential oil safety and dilution and making sure that you're using safe products on your kids and like you know knowing you know, making sure you 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 test yeah you know on your kids and stuff first like yeah. little by little um but I mean now I'm you know I'm five and a half years into using oils and like I've used them now on my babies and during pregnancy right and, we do an okay.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, and I get a lot of questions because my all purpose cleaner has uh eucalyptus in it. And that's like mm-hmm. the big one that people, people. want to yell at you about. Yeah. And then like, you know, if I, I, I would tell you if I could, how much eucalyptus is in that, like you're, you know, you're, you walk into a grocery store and you walk next to the laundry aisle, you're getting more harmful chemicals than like, This half a drop of eucalyptus that's in this bottle that you're using, like, it's, you're fine. Like, it's not going to cause your child to have a seizure or. Well, the other thing, too, is like. Yeah, or like people like, calm down about that.
0: <laughs> Glade, Glade plugins, and I'm yes. like, really, y'all have Glade plugins all over your house? Like, do you know how many chemicals, like, and things that you're being exposed to? Versus like, and and I'm always like, common sense here. Like the cases which are very rare, the cases where you hear where people or kids have been affected by essential oil. It's like you find out that the the mom poured the whole bottle on them, right. and I'm like,
1: yeah, it's, or they it's, ingested an insane amount of it, right? Or and like, it got in their eyes and. I mean, right. slash any essential oil that gets in your eyes does not feel well. Right.
0: And I'm like, so let's use some common sense here. Like, it's concentrated for a reason. Like, you need one drop. Like, and you're good. Like, you don't exactly. need half the bottle. So nope. I think the, yeah. So, but I think, I think generally the people who have common sense and can, like, you know, deduce good information from bad information, you know.
1: Yes. I mean, there are people who read one thing on the internet or on Facebook. They see one post and they go bananas over it. And that's the one thing that sticks in their mind. Not like the most amazing things that it can do for you and keep you healthy. It's just this one thing somebody said. If it's on the internet, then it's got to be true.
0: I know you are so enjoying this conversation with Michelle, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor of the show who's able to help make it possible, and that's Cultivate What Matters. Now, this is something I talk about all the time, and that is pursuing our God-given dreams and goals. You want to be the person you were made to be, but your time, heart, and energy have been sucked dry by guilt, distractions, and not knowing where to go next. Enter the Power Sheets. I've personally been a Power Sheets user for over 3 years and they have completely transformed how I set goals and grow both personally and professionally. This incredible 1-year intentional goal planner from Cultivate What Matters is ready to help you uncover intentional goals and live them out. It's absolutely for anyone any age, anyone. <laughs> Love at home moms, students, CEOs, entrepreneurs, people in any season of life who need a grace filled system that works. Thousands of women all over the world have made their goals happen with the Power Sheets. It is your day planner's best friend. So, are you ready to live on purpose? If you want to finally be the woman you were created to be, free of pressure and the need to be perfect, head on over to stillbeingmolly.com cultivate now to order your power sheets and explore their entire 2019 collection. Now, back to my conversation with Michelle. This is more a selfish question for me, so I'm sorry to the listeners who this does not apply to, but you know what? She's my guest and I get to ask her what I want. So um, in my experience over, and this is something I actually wrote and I did a Mama Suds blog post a, f- a couple months ago. And this is one of the things that really convinced me about your your products. Was, so we also cloth diaper. And we have cloth diapered since Lily was born. And when when we first started cloth diapering Lily, um and any anybody who is a cloth diaper mama knows like the cleaning of no, the right. diapers is the m- yeah. the biggest learning curve yeah and can be the most challenging and so yes. i remember like everybody was like oh you should use rock and green or you should use charlie's soap or like yes. these other ra- and they didn't work and like everybody raved about them i'm like who's use like it's not working for me like i would try all these different You know times or ways Or I would you know change up my my Wash cycle and I just I could not get them clean And finally I just Was like I have to go to Tide Like I have to go to the Tide original powder Because it was the only thing That I could try
1: That would clean them and keep the ammonia out Because do you know why Why Because Tide has sodium borate in it And that Is the biggest reason yeah, because the problem with cloth diapering is everybody's water is so different. Yeah, you know the, the two um, neighborhoods over has completely different water than I do. So it's interesting, really hard when um, everybody has such different water. And and the main thing is, you know, in the United States, eighty percent of everybody has what they consider hard water, and then yeah. there's different levels of hardness. Yeah, so. What so just to nerd out on you, what sodium borate does is it attaches itself to all the minerals that are in your water. So, what because the minerals kind of like are like soldiers, they block the soap or detergent, depending on what you're using, um, from penetrating the fibers and getting the dirt out. So, it's like you've got this block, and so people tend to use a lot of soap to kind of get past all those minerals. And if you're any brand has uh, sodium borate in it. Um, they attach themselves to all the minerals, the calcium and you know, whatever else, iron, whatever else makes your water hard yeah, and, um, attaches itself so that the soap or detergent can get into the fibers and actually clean your clothes. Oh, okay. That's now, I don't know if Charlie's has sodium borate in it. I don't know if rock and green, I have no idea what the, and they won't tell you what's in their, um, stuff like completely. Yeah. Um, but, that's why Tide works so well. That's yeah. why people go to Tide, you know. And right. unfortunately, it's got like a thousand other things in there oh, that are Yeah, horrible. and
0: I always felt like such a fraud for the longest time. Right, I like,
1: a yeah, and you're like, "Sorry, I'm, I'm using like, Tide, but I got to get these things but, clean." Because, like, well, because the biggest thing was was the
0: ammonia. And like, yeah, if so, sticky. so little little thing if you are not. Like if you're like, what are we talking about? So like, you know, cloth diapers, there's a lot of pee in there. And if the pee like sits, it basically like turns into ammonia and it's awful and it'll burn and your kids will be miserable. Like, and it doesn't, and it's so hard to get out Yes. once it's in there. And so that was like my, my one thing for years that I could not like get out of my house was the tide, and I had made my own laundry detergent, and I could use it on my clothes, but like I couldn't use it on my diapers because they would just get the ammonia so bad. So I, when when yours said it was cloth diaper safe and it was like meant also like meant for cloth diapers, I was like, okay, all right, like we'll <laughs> I'll s- try, I'll try it, we'll see, and I was amazed at how clean it got them. Like I've never as a cloth diapering parent. <laughs> who's been cloth diapering for five and a half years, I've tried them and like legit, it works. And so what kind of witchcraft did you do to it? But, really like, as you were like doing this with your own kids and like your own things, like, I mean, you don't have to tell me my, your secret ingredient, but like, what, what did you learn along the way that was, that made the difference?
1: Well, when I first decided okay, I wonder if I can make my own, I didn't use my Castile soap at first because I found some recipe with fells naphtha in it and um everybody raved on how amazing it yeah. was. And so I used that and that if anybody's doing that, you you should stop for two reasons a it's terrible for the environment it's made out of petrochemicals and which are chemicals a byproduct of you know petroleum Mm -hmm. and so they're terrible for the environment um, and it's got a fragrance in it that's not phthalate free Um, so it's terrible for the environment but also it is not residue free and it was made to get stains out. So it was made like a stain stick. So like you put a little bit on a stain and throw in the wash, that's not going to harm your clothes or your washing machine. But when you're making detergent out of it, um, it, causes uh buildup and it causes buildup on all your clothes and then eventually your diapers. It works really great on diapers for a while, but then eventually it starts to ruin them and then it'll ruin your machine. And um mm. that's kind of what happened to me. My m- machine got ruined. So then I was like, what the heck? Why is my machine ruined? And so the the repair guy was like, well if you make your own laundry detergent, that's why. And I was like, that can't be true. People have been making their own laundry detergent for, you know, like hundred years, like why why is it all of a sudden the um these awesome machines can't handle it? So that led me again researching more. Um there's just a lot of chemicals that that stay on your clothes and stay in your machine and over time um cause a buildup. And depending on the hardness of your water, it can happen a lot sooner. Like some people say, Oh, I've been doing it for 10 years, it's fine. You know, like your your water must not be that hard because mine I think my machine was only like four years old and then I had to get a new one. So I, that, that's what made me realize, okay, I wonder if I can use my Castile soap Is Castile soap residue free. Um, and not all cast Castile soaps are created equal. So it just depends on what oils are used in the Castile soap. So that made me just use the olive oil, um, as a soap like it that's there's not many on the market that are just straight up olive oil they all have something added into them which was like coconut or hemp or jojoba which are all fine and dandy but um i have yet to meet somebody and i'm sure maybe after this i'll probably get a an email that i've yet to meet anybody that's allergic to olives um yeah. and olive oil so it's like a very low next to no you know aller, aller allergy product so Um, I kept it. I just kept it simple. And um, Castile soap is a great soap to use as long as they are not super fatting it. And that's the key thing that you have to you actually have to call and ask somebody that knows how it's made. You know, um, I always you know, somebody will say, well, I use, you know, this product and I'll say, "Okay, call them and ask them. To ask the people who make it if the product is super fatted, and as a soap maker, what super fatted is there's a specific and very exact. Like I weigh to the gram um, a certain amount of olive oil, and there's a ratio to a certain amount of water and lye, and that has to be like very very exact for it to work. And a lot of companies super fat it, and with good reason. Like your most of your bar soaps are super fatted because you want your they you want your skin to feel. Moisturized or, or soft, that is actually a residue being left behind on yeah. your soaps. Yeah. So you can't have that. So when people say they use bar soap, I, I tell them almost like I can almost guarantee you that bar soap has been super fatted and you're getting, you know, you're leaving residue on your clothes um, and your machine. Mm. So you have to find something that is, has not been super fatted. So I don't super fat mine. Um, my soap is still very, uh, works really well. Get stuff out like as a body wash or castile soap. However you use it, it's the same product, um, but it's has no extra fat in it, and that's kind of the key to the good laundry soap.
0: That is fascinating. I'm seeing yeah. I nerd out about this stuff too. So if anybody else doesn't like nerd out about the science of this stuff, I'm really sorry, <laughs> but also not sorry because but I it's think it's good fascinating knowledge to know
1: because there are I mean lots of crunchy people love to make their stuff, and I'm always like. Yes, make it like I'm all for it. It's it's wonderful to do, and you can you know add an essential oil to it that you want, but you just have to make sure that you really know what you're doing. And right. Just because the internet says it's okay to use a certain yep. bar soap or a certain castile soap, that's not always the case.
0: Right, completely. Yeah, I don't know. I think that makes perfect sense. But that, yeah, I just want to say, like, as a user who has been searching for a long time, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm blown away. So I was very
1: excited and it's just awesome to
0: now have an option for cleaning my diapers that doesn't have yeah. all the and junk in it.
1: And it's very safe for the environment. And that was that's really important to me. I've always been like an environmentalist at heart. Like I can remember writing this really long drawn out report in seventh grade about how much waste we did at lunch like it bothered me how many how, how people would get like this styrofoam train fill it full of food and then throw half of it away like it just irritated me and I've always been um, really concerned about recycling and having a sustainable business and so this was really important to me on top of you know our health
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now it's, you know, you, so you went through the rebrand a few years or last year, you said, um, you know, so when you really started making these products and, um, beginning to sell them, like, so, I, I mean, and as you, like, as of now, so like you make everything yourself or do you have a small team now? Or, you know, like, where did you, you know, how did you learn how to like start actually making them in big batches and bottling and all that kind of stuff. I'm just fascinated by that.
1: So I joined I joined a couple of groups um, on Facebook that are full of um, women entrepreneurs that are all makers and they all have like very successful businesses or they're starting out It's very like in all indie brands. Um, And everybody is like super helpful. Like Just everything from like how to get your business license to how to trademark your name to where to get the best labels and the best. It was just like asking people. And I I honestly have no clue how I could have or would have done it if it wasn't for, you know, the Internet, like A, being able to research and B, being able to connect with people all over the world that, you know. No, nobody does, you know, the same thing. We're all doing candle makers or bar soap makers or jewelry makers, you know, but everybody helps everybody and the collaboration and the sharing of information has been really astounding. Like it's, it's really, it's really cool. It's a cool feeling. Like, you know, like you always think like, Um, I think women get a bad rap for like being very catty and all this stuff. And it's like, this is not at all what it's like in the real world. Like everybody shares information and it's really wonderful. Um, so just like anytime I didn't know how to do something, I would ask. And then you just, I would get like a whole slew of of answers and then, um, finding a business coach who's, you know, done a similar business and she has helped me immensely. Um, and just like just trying, like not being afraid to fail has been yeah. like the, the biggest thing. Um, and it's scary. I have to get out of my own way all the time. Like I'll think, Oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be interviewed. I don't cause I'm going to sound stupid or, you know, like I can't, it's hard for me to listen to, um, anytime I've been interviewed, it's really hard for me to listen to it. Um, but I still do it because I keep telling myself if, if the thought of doing it makes me uncomfortable, then, then that must be my next step to whatever my business is supposed to be. Yeah. So that's kind of been like my mantra, like, okay, if it feels uncomfortable, then I should probably do it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I really want to be interviewed. I don't want to do this. Okay, well then you should do it. Yeah. Um, so just trying it. And then my mom has been a huge supporter. Um, she really is what gave, she gave me the research bug when I was little, like she, you would tell her something and she'd be like, ah, uh, you need to show me, like, <laughs> look it up you know, that was like her thing. She never believed a single thing that you said. And so I've been researching ever since I was little, so I could always prove my mom wrong. Yeah. Which never really works. Um, and then she just started helping me, you know, like I started getting to the point where, you know, at at first when I was home, uh, having two kids at home, I had one in school and then two, two home. And they were like one and three. And it was, it's like, it's like having monkeys in the house and, and trying to make stuff. So I would do most of it like at night. Luckily I'm a, I'm a late, I'm a late owl. So I would stay up until like no joke, two o'clock in the morning. Cause that's when it would be quiet. That's when I could get stuff done. And then I'd try to do stuff during the day, but you know, between playing and picking up and taking kids places, I wasn't getting a lot done during the day. So once I had two in school, um, my mom and my grandma come over, would come over and help me. And now they're, it's to the point where they're here at least three days a week and I, I could not do it without them. Like it would be impossible.
0: That is awesome. And I love to hear like when, um, I love, like I love, how you were talking about how just like women supporting other women and your family supporting you and just how much that just drives home the importance of community, um, especially in business. And I completely agree. I mean, just even in my own, like the blogging and podcasting world, like, yeah, you know, having your tribe, yeah. Having like other friends who are bloggers or podcasters, just it, it helps so much to know that there's this other group of people that are doing the same thing and we're not competing with each other. It's just like when they succeed, we all succeed. And so, and
1: when you, when you're all at different levels, it's super helpful too, because you don't, you have no idea what you don't know. You do not know what you don't know. Yeah. No. So you just, I don't know, like just seeing somebody else will ask a question about a problem they have. And I'll think, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know? great. Now I have something else to look forward to, you know, like it's just, you just don't know what you don't know. And it's a, it's a scary world and it seems very alone when you're doing everything by yourself. But you know, when you find your community of people, it, it, it doesn't feel, you know, I feel like I, you know, like the world is my oyster. I really can make this something, you know, very big, you know, as big as I want it. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Well, Michelle, this is the part of the show where, because I mean, I could literally sit here and talk to you all day about this stuff because clearly we, we're, we're the same a person passion in a lot of it. Yes, <laughs> seriously. Um, but this is the time of the show where we just ask some fun get to know you questions, and it's also the time, as everybody knows, when my amazing and talented executive producer husband inserts the sound effect of his choosing to transition us to the get to know you round. So,
1: Michelle, are you ready? I am ready. When you're feeling, you can't be too careful. With who? With the Beverly Hills Smog Goomers. And I didn't start it either. Here, read that.
0: You are hereby notified... It
1: says when I make soap in my kiddle out back that I am creating a smog hazard.
0: You will immediately see... It says if
1: I don't stop making soap, I'm going to get arrested by the Smog Commission.
0: The violation of the... When the Beverly Hills say I can't make soap, then I say it's time to fight. My first question for you is: What is your guilty pleasure, um, other than creamer?
1: <laughs> yeah, besides creamer, it'd probably be like binge watching shows. Ooh. Like I get really angry when I start watching a show and there's only like one season. Like I started watching um, that new Jack Ryan show. Oh, I've heard on that's Amazon so Prime. good. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, I need to watch. And that. at the end of it, I was like, "Oh, I'm so mad! I watched it because now I, you have yeah. to look forward to it." So I like when something has like. Three or four. Like I didn't start watching the office until like, like there was only three season left. So, and yeah. same thing with, um, big bang theory. Oh yeah. I did not start watching that until last year. And I legit just watched 11 seasons.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. My husband and I, we, um, we didn't, I mean, we kind of binged it, but also sort of didn't binge it, but we, uh, we took the entire summer and we watched all of parks and rec I had never seen Parks and Rec and I, I haven't, haven't either. I need to see it. Yeah, I know I would love it. So the pro tip that I heard, because I think I would tried to watch it back in the past and I was just like, eh, it's not as good as The Office. Right. Um, so everybody says either one of two things, either skip the first season. It's only six episodes. So either skip the first season and go straight to the second season or just like push through the first six episodes. And I would agree with that assessment the first six oh, episodes they're that. clearly just kind of trying to figure it out yeah and like figuring out the character so it's not as f- funny and it's like you can kind of tell that they're trying to figure it out but then yeah. once you get into season two like I guess the seventh episode uh yeah it gets really funny and they're just okay they're, it's hilarious so I love I'll it. watch that one next yes it's very good um okay so number two is what is your go-to song at a karaoke night
1: oh I I've only done karaoke once and I had several adult beverages in me and it was when I was 21 and it was ice ice baby. And other than that, I will go and watch people, but I can't no. I love I, first it. First of all, I'm a t- like, I can play four instruments, but I cannot carry a tune. I turn the radio up so I don't have to hear myself. Like it's awful. Nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: I love it so much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you were ruler of your own country, what would be the first law that you would introduce?
1: Oh, the possibilities. I know, right? The first thing that comes out, like the first thought that comes to my brain has to do with maternity and paternity leave that Hmm. needs to change in our country because a it's not fair that the dads don't get to stay home. Like that's not fair. I know. I remember my husband feeling very like left out that, you know, like I got to stay home and, and he did not. Um, and I know some, some companies, you know, do a very good job. My, my brother, um, got several weeks off. Um, so I think, I think I would do something with, with that. Um, Or I would like, you know, ban a lot of things that are put in our products and our food that, you know, like Canada can't have a lot of things and it's okay for us to have it. So that bothers me. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. That's (laughs) good. That's a good one. Um, All right. And then our last question is, what are you most grateful for today?
1: Um, My family's health.
0: Mm, like that's a good one.
1: I'll try not to cry, but you know, when you go through a traumatic experience, um it's it's hard. You know, like we have really good days and really bad days, but just um that everybody is healthy, that is what I am most grateful for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's such a wonderful thing to be grateful for and um yeah. I mean, just thank you for sharing that story about your husband. And I know that had to be so scary. So thank you uh, yeah, for sharing that. And yeah. praise God that he is OK. And
1: and I didn't share that for the longest time. And I don't know why. I think I just didn't want people to feel sorry for me. But now like that we're through it, I feel proud of the story. You know? Yeah. It's a, pr- it's a process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, Michelle, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for telling all about telling us all about mama suds and i am just an even bigger fan than i was before so Mm, thank thank you so much much for having me i am so beyond impressed with michelle and i'm an even bigger fan and cheerleader of her now and isn't it crazy eye-opening all of the toxins that lurk in the products that we use every single day changing over to non-toxic products has been such a game changer for my family Don't forget, you can use the code SBM 15 for 15% off your order from Mama Suds if you want to try them out. As always, I will have Michelle's information and Mama Suds' information in the show notes. Another huge thank you to this week's podcast sponsor, Cultivate What Matters. Visit stillbeingmolly.com slash cultivate to take the first step of getting your life back and cultivating what matters in 2019. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you're a first-time listener of the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring amazing entrepreneurs and business owners who are literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you are a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. And thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you are clicking that subscribe button. That helps to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you mind taking a moment to leave a review of the show? Leaving a review really helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. And if you share the show, on social media be sure to use the hashtag businesswithpurposepodcast or tag me at stillbeingmolly on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook this show is edited by my amazing husband and executive producer John Stillman and the music is by Mark Killian of Third Wheel Media thank you so much for listening and go do something good with purpose on purpose